Life has its ups and downs. Our guests will share their story and their journey through life. They'll share the struggles they hit and how they pivot in a way to come out stronger and better than before. Growing up, we are taught there is one way of life that essentially creates our life's checkmark. You have a choice to go in any direction you desire. As you listen to our guest, you're encouraged to look at your life and the checkmark you created in your mind and readjust if needed after listening to some of the incredible stories told. This is the Life's Checkmark Podcast, and I'm your host, John Emery. All right, today I have with me Dion, and Dion and I met in a Facebook group, and we decided to connect to each other and share our stories, and I know that he's got a podcast, and I'll just start off with that. Why don't you just start off with what you're doing now? And you can explain a little bit more about your podcast and then we'll, we'll, we can go back into it and see how you got to that point, you know, what got you started and stuff. But yeah. So tell us about your park podcast and what's going on. Awesome. So yes, my name, my podcast name is Deandre and I'm the host of adulting horror stories. It's called adulting horror stories. It, it can be a horror story. It can be an adulting challenge, an adulting fail. My thought was, it feels like people, and especially the media, right? The media loves to, like, you know, dump on young people at not hitting these markers of adulthood, not knowing how to do things. And the truth is, everybody, the younger generation, the older generations, we were all figuring it out. Right. We didn't necessarily have a solid idea of what it meant to be an adult, to manage your finances, raise kids, whatever it was. You figure it out as you go. And the goal of my podcast is one, to let people know that they're not alone. There's a lot of people who feel like they're failing in life when in reality they're doing better than a lot of other people. Like if you have three square meals a day, you're probably doing super well in life, as an example. So it's to show people that they're not alone. Other people face challenges, sometimes very similar challenges. And then by learning from the challenges other people have faced, um, hopefully helping people not make the same mistakes as they're you know, growing and developing. So that's kind of the idea behind adulting horror stories. Um, in terms of format, I usually invite a guest on. So it's not just me sharing a story, it's someone else. I've been trying harder to get um, people with more like expertise, you know, um, in a given subject to talk about the subject so it can be more informative. And I usually try to keep it on the lighter side, the more comedic side, but it really just depends on the story. Yeah. And uh, so what what kind of stories have you heard from other people so far just you know a few you know three off the top of your head or whatever yeah so in terms of the range like some of the more lighthearted ones might be dating horror stories some informative ones might be like um buying your first house and then in terms of the more traumatic ones or maybe just you know the more difficult subjects I had a friend Rashad talk about how his mother was kidnapped while on vacation in Africa. And he had to, as like a college student, be on the phone with kidnappers negotiating her release, right? 
I also had, um, I believe her name was Celine, right? She came on and talked about what it was like losing her parents. And not just, of course, the pain of losing a parent, but also going through the probate of the will and family members arguing about what they think they deserve and the importance of having a will in place or something in place so that there's less ambiguity of, over what happens after um, someone passes. And then you can focus on celebrating the person rather than fighting over who gets what and who felt how about who. That's the type of range that the show has. Yeah. That's that, that's a big range. And they all sound like pretty interesting stories. So I might have to tune into some of them. But uh, so <clears throat> you said a lot of people think that they're failures or they're failing when they're actually doing better. So what are your thoughts on why they think that? I think it's a mix of things. I think one, like I said, is media. Um, if you just search like, I don't know, millennials, quote or something it's um millennials are destroying this business millennials are destroying the housing market by not buying houses enough millennials aren't having enough kids what is it that made makes you think and wonder that people nowadays are failing or they feel like they're failing i well me right i know of my own insecurities where even though I can logically name 10, 100 reasons why, I, why I'm doing fine in life, there's still multiple times a day when I think like, why can't you just get this right? Why haven't you done this yet? I get jealous of people who travel a lot because I'm like pretty much doing mostly domestic trips this year. I'm like, how come this person went to three countries this year and I might not even leave the US? Silly things. I do my own like, you know, negative comparisons that I shouldn't. I also think um, social. So when I talked about media, I was talking about really news articles, right? But you mentioned social media. Social media is another thing that I think can um, skew people's view of life because a lot of times now social media is about putting your best foot forward right instagram is a big one where um you don't just post anything right maybe on facebook you post how your day is on any given day but on instagram it is your most attractive photo with the best lighting with the best filter and with some perfectly curated caption about how you have to you know, take life by the reins or something. And when you look at that sort of in a vacuum and compare it to your life, which is a normal life that has its ups and downs, you can start to think that um, basically other people just have it all figured out and you're running behind. And the other side of it is that, it, I don't want to say like in some cases it's true, but um, I would say like, that's the perception that can have you feeling a negative way. But the other thing is that um, it is normal to have challenges in life, to struggle with something that you're learning to do for the first time. And there's a lot of instances where people make it look like it's just a perfectly easy thing to do rather than showing you like, no, the first, you know, 
this perfect video that I made, this is like the 10th cut or something. You know, it takes time to get good at something. And um, yeah. And then I think just in general, um, people can always learn from each other, you know? So um, whether it's something you've done a few times poorly or it's your first time going to college, your first time buying a house, why not learn from someone who's gone through it and, you know, see some of the most blatant things to avoid? Yeah, and so... And we all do it, right? So we'll go on social media, TikTok or whatever you want to do. And you search for something and you find the answer for the answer that you wanted, right? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm right. And then you keep scrolling and you're going to keep on getting the same responses and just different people, right? So that makes makes you feel like you're on the right track. But I do like how you said uh, people struggle for the first time, although it looks like they didn't, you know what I mean? When you're watching these people on social media or whatever, Um so that's one thing everybody should take in is that you have to start somewhere, you know, and work your way up. So uh, your podcast, I mean, what what really got you wanting to start the podcast? I, was there some kind of motivation behind it? You know, were, were you experiencing some kind of failure in a way that you wanted to get an answer on and then broaden it from there? Not quite. It's a very roundabout way that it started so the the first thing is that it started during the pandemic right i think a lot of a lot of people started podcasting or doing some type of side hustle some type of tiktok channel whatever it was during the pandemic because well you're home more you want something to stimulate your mind um and i happen to be one of those people but what it really was was to start with um i kind of want to be a voice actor right? I think voice actors are cool because I love cartoons. I love video games. One of the important aspects of that is having a really good voice actor for a character. And you can have a level of fame and inspire a bunch of people without someone necessarily knowing your face. So um, you don't get like sort of the stalkers that in-person quote-unquote actors have. <clears throat> But um, the career decisions I've made make it so that like me being a voice actor by the conventional means are very unlikely. The conventional means kind of being moving to New York or California, um, auditioning a bunch, taking improv classes, taking acting classes, networking a bunch, probably not making money for like a very long time before you like have your breakthrough. That's not really the path I want to take, right? Um, and so I said, like, why not make a podcast to sort of get my voice out there, right? Get myself used to using my voice, having people hear my voice, whatever it is, and then see how it goes from there. Um, in addition to that, I was in a club called Toastmasters. It's like an international public speaking club. And they have projects that help you become a better public speaker. One of them was to make a podcast. And so I was like, why not kill two birds with one stone? Um, you know, get this chance to put my voice out there and complete a Toastmasters project. The specific inspiration, like 
how the idea originally formed. And I think I talk about this in like one of my really old, really bad audio quality episodes. <laughs> but um, I had a friend who made an Instagram page called Dating Horror Stories, right? And um, it was just him sharing screenshots of really disturbing things from dating apps, to be honest. And when I was brainstorming um, podcast ideas, I actually asked him if he wanted to do a podcast with me. He said no, it was for the best. But as I was brainstorming, I was driving to work one day and it just hit me like, I don't want to do dating. That's too limited. Also, probably too tra traumatizing. Like, I don't want to just talk all the time about bad dating experiences so um, why not adulting in general? Just all the challenges you face every day, trying to like keep your life balanced between work, leisure, a home life, talk about that. And then it's like, once the idea came to me, uh, ideas for episodes, like just, I wrote like probably 20 plus, you know, that same day. And then it was just, you know, finding people to record them with. So um, that's basically how it started. Yeah. So it, so uh, Toastmaster said something about podcasts, and you just went ahead and let's just do it, right? So how how long have you have you been doing it then? So Toastmasters, I've been doing for um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, the podcast. Oh my bad. <laughs> that's all right. Um, it's been about two years now. That's I it. mean, I guess. Yeah, I think it's. I'm gonna actually find out real quick because I can just look at my oldest episode real quick yeah mm -hmm. so I released my trailer September 9th 2021 okay. so yeah about two years all right and so <clears throat> prior to this you wanted you want to do voice acting so is there what what are you struggling with to try to get to that point of becoming a voice actor I work in a very different career and I like the stability of my current career. And um, I just don't really want to give that up mm -hmm. right now. You know, my, my thought right now is like, maybe after I retire, I would go into that. Or if I could find a way to, in a stable way, do it on the side, right? Because you can technically, I would say once someone trusts your voice acting skills, you can record at home. You can build a studio at home, do your recordings, send them off to a studio. But um, for me personally right now, I think um, as much as I might enjoy doing voice acting, I enjoy the entirety of the rest of my life more thanks to the career I'm in right now. Gotcha. So you're not really, you're, it's just like a side hobby kind of thing that you're- For now. Yeah. 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 So have you have you had any struggles along the way in your life prior to all this stuff and you know maybe within your career or getting into your career? Um I mean yes. So I think I grew up in not the best economic cir circumstances, right? Like there being times when my family had to like, you know, make $20 last for like several days because you know you just weren't going to get a paycheck there were times when i didn't realize it when i was younger but we would you'd get a lot of phone calls and um your parents tell you like say i'm not home 
say I'm the maid, whatever, it's because it's debt collectors calling, right? And you're trying to avoid them, for example. And there's difficulties that um, came with that. I think also just um, if you listen to that same episode on like, that I mentioned earlier with Celine on um, someone, you know, losing a loved one. When I lost my grandmother, um, it really strained my relationship with one of my brothers and we didn't, we weren't able to repair it for like several years. Those are some of the, the main things I think that impacted my younger life in the modern day, the modern day, I don't even know what, that means but um more recently I lost my old job right and that was kind of not fun right um just the timing of it it was like I had moved three times in I think nine months and I hate moving as is and I was like why am I moving so much in one year um and then in the process of getting a new job moving a new job that I really enjoy moving um Yet again, someone tried to steal my car and they broke my back window. It's like, I'm planning to drive my stuff, you know, down to another part of North Carolina and my car is going to be in the shop for like nine weeks or something. And so now I need to like pay for a rental car. Those are, yeah, just just a few. Yeah. So... Well, let's just touch on them real quick. So, I mean, when when you dealt with like your car being in the shop for a few months or whatever, right? You know, it's a small, it, it could be small for some people, but huge for others. Like in your situation, you had to rent a car and drive somewhere else waiting for it to. So, I mean, how how would you say that you dealt with that in your mind? you know, to say, yeah, I can kind of overcome this. You know, this is just something I have to deal with right now and it'll all work out. I think that what is interesting about how I handle challenges is like, if it's a minor challenge, you know, like a minor everyday challenge for whatever reason, I might worry over it a bunch. But when it's something that I would say is more severe like that, I usually just default to like, there's a known set of steps you follow. Just follow them until you're okay again in a way. And then you can like be nervous and overthink things. So um, mentally I was just like, the steps you need to follow are call the police, file a police report, call your insurance, make a claim, um, figure out um, a rental car situation and then move right and it's like if you if you if you do all of that you can um think any further but right now it's like just follow the basic steps right um i think that on the other side what i'm really what i feel lucky for i guess and what i think is like an a like an adulting lesson right one of the reasons it didn't impact me so hard is because um if you've ever heard like any random financial guru they'll tell you like you're supposed to have like six months of um 
whatever your bills saved up, like enough money to pay your bills for six months saved up. I did have that. And that meant like I didn't have to take out a loan or something to pay for the rental car. And so it's like, even though my finances were impacted, I was still okay compared to someone who goes through all that, needs a car for work. And when all of that is done, they're going to have another large loan to pay off. So I think that's sort of how I got through it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So you had your reserves, right? And uh, <clears throat> so most people might look at it and it could be all situations. It's not just that one. They might look at it as, you know, they just give up. Right. And they might not move, you know, or whatever the situation could be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in your sense, you had you had your steps and you were kind of looking on the positive because you were going somewhere. You, you already had your outcome, your goal that you were going to do. So would, would you what would you suggest to somebody going through something like, you know, not maybe not as similar as that, but, you know, anything that they have issues with, you know, it, you said you mentioned steps. Now, I know you probably were talking about the steps for the, you know, with the car, but Mm-hmm. What kind of steps would you say that they could take like all the time when they might have some kind of issue? Yeah, so it it probably depends on this, you know, the severity, but I think the first thing is that I I like to do when I'm really just feeling frustrated is, you know, I ask myself like, will this matter in 10 years, right? Will the fact that my car got broken into right now matter in 5 10 years? Will the argument that I had with one of my siblings matter in five, 10 years? Um, Will losing my job matter in five, 10 years when I know I'm going to get another one in a few months, right? And I think that helps you put it back into perspective of like, this is a finite moment in your life that you'll move past, not something that's meant to hang over you for the rest of your life. Like, it's rare that any one thing or one moment defines who you are as a whole forever right you 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 can always change um i think the next thing is knowing how to um control your reaction right another common saying is um you can't control other people's behavior but you can control your reaction right i don't think that's 100% true some you know reflexes move fast sometimes but yeah. um I do think something you can attempt to do is say like, it is okay for me to have emotions about this. It's okay for me to want to punch a, a wall or something, but um, let's take 10 seconds, count to 10, breathe. And then whatever decision we make, let's try not to make it self-destructive, right? You could, maybe you you decide, um, I could deal with this today. I'm actually going to go home, watch a movie, eat ice cream and deal with it tomorrow. That's okay. Right. But don't do some, but don't say, I'm just going to go home and watch TV for the next six weeks and act like my problems don't exist. Right. Try to pick up not self-destructive. Next, I think knowing how to ask for help is really important. It's something I've taken years to learn and I'm still learning because I, I think, you know, it's all, we live in a culture that wants you to be self-reliant, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but like, that's just not the reality for a lot of people. Everybody needs help. 
if the government can bail out entire industries, why can't someone help you, right? And so um, knowing when you when you can fully just ad admit to yourself, like, I can't do this alone, or I can't do this in the time frame that it needs to happen alone, I'm going to have to ask someone for help and set realistic expectations that some people might say no, some people might not be as helpful as you want them to be, but you know, someone in your circle is gonna, um, or a group in your circle is can really help you get through a difficult time. Sometimes all the help you need is just someone you trust who you can talk to, you know? And then um, the last thing I would say is whatever you, whatever you went through, right? Um, do, uh, once you're past it, right? Do some type of um, reflection on how do we prevent this from happening in the future, right? Um, if, if you did go to a very dark place when you went through your challenge, is it worth seeking, you know, some mental health um, advice for the future? If it was something financial, are there ways that you can try to um, save better for the future? Things like that. Um, and I think maybe the last thing is just research, right? Similar to asking for help, right? Asking another physical person for help. Um, information is out there. The internet is a beautiful, albeit sometimes dangerous tool. You may not know off the top of your head how to solve a certain problem, but um, someone online might, and you can do some research to try to figure out what that is. So, um, yeah, I know just like I'm not the world's best at repairs or whatever, like, um, but if something's broken, I'm like, someone on YouTube has fixed this. I just need to find out who, you know? Yeah, uh, I like uh, all great answers. So, you know, to push people to get through anything. I, I do like the one where you said ask for help. So for me, it's become a, a big player lately, you know hiring coaches and, you know, any other business professionals that you need on, along your side to, to grow. Um, you know, another one I had, you know, I come across a lot of people are reaching out more for therapy than ever before, you know, so people are tuning into that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty good answer. So <clears throat> for you, how can somebody connect with you if they wanted to you know, maybe get on your podcast or even listen to your podcast or reach out to you for anything that you might have to offer? Sure. So the um, main methods are I'm on Facebook and Instagram at adultinghs, and then they can email me at um, adultinghs at gmail.com. Those are the three primary methods. There may be ways I'm going to work on... Um, I'm going to say like claiming my Spotify account so that people could maybe send me voice messages also, but um, Facebook, Instagram, email are the primary methods right now. Okay. And uh, I, I could put your link to the show in the show notes and stuff too. So we can do that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I ask everybody at the end, you know, one, one question. So it, what are three key things you've learned and used along your journey? 
three key things I've learned and used along my journey. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to skip asking for help. Cause I already said that one. Uh, you can say whatever you need, whatever, whatever's good. I think one is like, you need to take care of yourself, right? Um, sometimes there's, there's so many chores, so many other people that need your time, so many things to do at work that you just like, you plan out your day and it's all things that help other people. And you don't realize that if you don't take some time for yourself, you're going to fall apart and you're going to fail all of those people. You're going to be bad at all those things because you're too stressed, too tired, too irritable. So um, taking time to reset yourself, make sure you're rested, make sure you're exercising a little bit, um, check on your health, right? Go to the doctor, um, you know, see your primary care once a year, make sure like you're physically and mentally okay. That's something that's important don't don't let everybody else completely drown you out um two i think try to look at things from other people's perspective something that i've i've been struggling with a lot lately is like just being on my nerves people doing things that severely get on my nerves and having to say like a lot of the time, this is not what they're doing isn't an attack against me, right? This person did not wake up today and say, How do I make Dion angry? How do I make Dion's day worse? Right? They're working in a system that is, you know, affecting their own behavior. Um, and that means that me then having an attitude with them or doing something retaliatory against them, it only makes things worse, right? There, um, There's healthy ways to try to make a situation better. And I think it starts with saying more than likely the person who's, you know, making your life more difficult isn't actively trying to make your life more difficult. And it helps shape a more healthy reaction um, and the last thing is, um, life can end at any time. And so that there's, there's two sides to that. One is, um, you, if there's something you really want to do, right. I, I wholeheartedly believe in like budgeting, planning, like making some, um, not just being impulsive and jumping and doing something without thinking about the consequences, right? But you should be trying to make it happen, right? So um, is there is there a place you want to go? Is there a concert, you know, artist that you want to see? Don't just say, oh, I can't afford that. You know, it's not going to happen or I'm not capable, right? Um, make a plan, right? Make a realistic execution and make it happen right um and on the other side which i'm i'm probably going to do an episode about this eventually um make a plan for what happens when you're gone so um i actually made a will recently right because i said i looked at some of the drama that was happening 
when other people passed, right? And I was like, I don't want that happening with my family. I want things to be very simple and straightforward. Um, what inspired me to make the will in part was that one of my friends, friends and former coworkers, um, he passed in a motorcycle accident um, late last year, right? And he was, you know, basically my age, you know? And um, it really just um, made me say like, making a will is something I've thought about for a while. Um, I have the time, I have the money, let's just do it, you know? So those would be my three. That's great. And I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I think the, the last one is a good one. I, and you just say the will, right. You know, it's everybody waits till the last minute, unfortunately, and then it's too late. So, I mean, that's a, that's a huge one, but Hey, Dion, it was great having you on and getting the chance to get you know, know you more and share yourself with the, you know, other people listening and stuff. And I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been tons of fun. Thanks. Thank you for taking your time listening to Life's Checkmark. If you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time.